Hello, beautiful people. I'm Haley. I'm your guide to love. Welcome back to my channel. This channel is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have someone here who I am beyond excited to talk with. So Brooke helps people really tap into their, you know, their spark, their inner knowing. I would really say you help people tap into what they're meant to be doing. So welcome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to chat with you. Yes, definitely. Yes, we both met through a mutual um, friend. And I think that this is great because I love meeting the people that are on the similar passion and path. I do. I do too. It's nice to watch a community pop up. And it's so cool. It can, it can pop up all over the world. Thank you, technology. Yes, definitely. I agree with you. Okay, so you were saying and before we started recording about the fact that you are currently traveling the world in a van. Hell yeah. yeah. And I love how you were saying how our society is lacking connection. Now me being a relationship coach, I agree with that times 10 fucking million to so go into that. Yeah. Um, we are, we're living a travel lifestyle. We were living in Denver. We were living right smack dab in the middle of the city, two blocks from the highway. And you know, we lived in a highly coveted up and coming area, but it was an hour and a half from any semblance of nature. And they were building five story apartments on every side of us. And so it, it truly felt like the walls were caving in. And I would sit in that old house and I would feel this feeling of like separation and anxiety and loneliness and depression and i'm super sensitive i'm very very energetically sensitive so i could feel the energy of all the people around me and yet in the middle of it was this glaringly obvious like to the bone loneliness and it got me wondering how many other people are living in that space How many other people are that level of lonely? Like, even in the most populated places on the planet, maybe especially there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we woke up one day and we realized, you know, we had taken a, an amazing road trip. We went to Montana in the middle of winter. We spent 10 days traveling. We packed up our SUV. We rented Airbnbs. Like, you guys, you can travel. It's so doable. Pack a cooler for real. You can go yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but we took a 10 day winter road trip and it just expanded my mind so much. So the fact that there's this whole world, there's a whole world in our backyard that I hadn't even seen yet. Like for the cost of a gas tank or two. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it opened up my mind. And so yeah, we gave away everything we owned. We bought a camper, a travel trailer, and a nice truck that I love. And we've been adventuring. It's been eight states in nine months. And I have met more people. And the cool thing is I get to meet people and then I get to actually pull up in front of their house and break bread with them and share a meal and spend time with the people that I'm meeting because my house just comes with me. And so I don't have to worry about this commute time in between. And it's, it's opened up something that like, I didn't, 
I had no idea this was even possible. I didn't know this was even available. And an interesting thing has happened within my marriage and within myself as a result of being willing to go after this. Mm. So what, so you said it's improved your marriage problem. Oh yes. Mm. Oh yes. Interesting. It's interesting that this wants to come out. I think this wants to come out. I love my husband dearly, like dearly, dearly. I adore him. And for a very long time, a good chunk of our relationship had a repetitive pattern. Same stupid fight, like over and over and over and over and over (laughs) to the point where you're both like, is this, is this ever going to be something that I'm ever going to be able to resolve? Hmm. that's where we were when we set off on the road we were at this point of like we'd just gone through a family tragedy nothing had turned out the way we expected we'd been rocked our house was shake we were bare bones and we had this repetitive pattern and I was at this place of like knowing I needed to shift and knowing that we as a couple as a connection, we needed to shift. But I didn't really know how to do that. And I've discovered something. Thank you, six months of sitting in the woods. If you ever have the chance to do that, please go do that. (laughs) Like really, please go do that. There's so much magic within you that you can discover when you're just in the quiet. Mm -hmm. You have everything within you that you require. You have all of the skills. You have all of the resources. You have all of the know-how. You have all the money. You have all the energy. All of it exists within you. All the ideas. Hmm. The issue is, is we've been programmed to disconnect from that inner knowing, that inner wealth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And because we've been so at war on a cultural and societal level, mm-hmm. we actually have an internal war going on within us as well. So we've literally been at war as, as a culture and as a society, whether it's over land or women or spices or whatever religion right women Mm -hmm. (laughs) um we've been at war for thousands and thousands of years that is just the truth of human history and the story of the feminine has been shut down and Mm -hmm. turned off and manipulated and literally ripped from history and hidden so we could have this uprising of control and patriarchy. Yep. Now, unfortunately, like half of the whole, and you, you can't create with only half of the whole. You need both halves. And so we're in this really interesting time in human history where, you know, we had the feminist movement, which I think meant well, 
but it wasn't helping women have the rise of the feminine energy. Mm-hmm. It was actually women trying to take their place and kind of duplicate the men. Mm-hmm. And I can't run in masculine energy. It's exhausting to me. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like how many jobs have you had that required you to be in your masculine energy? And like, I can kick butt there for a little while, but then I have like adrenal fatigue and I can't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've definitely dealt with that. Fibromyalgia symptoms, dizziness, this like I stuck frozen kind of feeling, not knowing which direction to go. And that repetitive pattern. Weird. So do you think that we are but we're rising the feminine now though, right? Yes and no. Okay. The feminine is not what people say or think it is. And it's a lot of, a lot of what has come out in recent years is just more misinformation. Mm, very true. Because some women think, oh, it's just putting on lipstick and a cute top. No. No. No, no, no. The feminine is the void. The feminine is the space. The feminine is the darkness. And you can't have feminine energy without all the things that people don't want to look at, that don't want to acknowledge are, are there. Why do you say that? You're an infinite being. And there's been an overemphasis on all of this love and light. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's total bullshit. <laughs> And it's not an honoring of the infinite being that you be infinite, all things, Mm -hmm. which means that you as a human being actually have capacity to, yeah, sure. Be love and light, but to also be this like demon monster from hell. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just part of your human expression. Mm -hmm. So we've lived in a, a culture and an energy that has stifled that. Mm, suppressing anger. Yes. Ah. But there's actually a gift in that. There's a gift in the anger. There's a gift in rage. There's a gift in craving and in desire and in the darkness. And there's a gift in death. Without death, there is not new life. Look at the forest. Nine months of wandering around this country and spending time in nature really puts you in, in touch with the cycle of how things are actually supposed to go. And there is life, yeah, but there is also death. There is decay, there is rotting, there is fire, there is wind. There are these things that are actually meant to come through you and through your life to literally clear a path. And it is a destructive force. But in destruction, there's also creation. And so it was really interesting. It was like, I, I went through this dark night of the soul. I was literally at my deepest, deepest grief, my greatest depression that I had ever experienced beyond anything I could comprehend. And in that space, I was like, there's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere, there's nothing else to lose. And I was finally in a place of like, okay, I don't care who or what I have to lose. I'm never losing myself again. 
I'm rebuilding myself. We, we live for eight days in a tent with a toddler with $12 to our name. We have rebuilt our lives from nothing. And it's all my creation now. Mm. I had to have everything fall away because everything that I had created was based off of fear programming and being in what I call the fire swamp of trauma and drama. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like you, I, I just say it, you know what it is. <laughs> oh no. The sky is falling. I'm such a victim. Yeah. Yeah. Victim consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Being, being in that fire swamp space where everybody's always attacking each other. And I had to be willing to, you know, okay. What I've created here is maybe good, but I don't want good. Mm. I want blow my mind, walking orgasm for my existence kind of life. And you know what? Like, I've already lost it all. What else do I have to lose? I'm going for it. And that was the change. Wow. Fuck. Okay, we could not have done this in better timing because of what's happening in my life currently. Yeah. So I'm so glad we were having this conversation because I think that, um, so my grandmother died last night. Oh. Yeah. But it taught me kind of what you said with the, the rebirth and the, the death and the rebirth. And I think that, um, it's interesting because my dad didn't really grieve. He was like, well, you know, she was, um, really old and we're sad. We're gonna have a funeral Monday. And I'm like, you're not going to give yourself time to just scream and cry. I mean, she yeah. was a mom. But it's so interesting how our society, especially for men, I think with women, you know, we can allow ourselves to cry or whatever because, oh, she's so emotional or whatever. But men, it's like, no. Yeah. So there's a really interesting thing because I think women, we are allowed to show more emotion. Yeah. I don't think we do it productively. I agree. It can be kind of destructive from, yeah. You know, if you've got some other stuff running the show and you're using your emotion as a manipulation rather than like a way to move energy, because that's all emotion is. Emotion is energy in motion. Mm -hmm. And so it needs to, it needs to continue. It needs to continue its flow. It needs to be in motion. And if it doesn't, that's what causes every single physical ailment that people have they're carrying around baggage and they've got stuck energy and stuck emotions and they've just got stuff that they need to be with. Now here's but, the, they're really, go ahead. Oh no, I was just about to say, but what if that's years of yes. shit? Like that's. <laughs> mine was, mine was years of shit. Oh God. And you know what it felt like? What? You ever had a hall closet get really, really, really out of control? Mm-hmm. Like beyond, it's just not even useful. You don't even want to open the, the damn door because. Or things will fall out of it. Yeah, right. Like you might, <laughs> yeah. you might end up with a concussion. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's pretty much the point that my life had gotten to. In fact, it wasn't just my hall closet. It was my storage room downstairs and it was my closet in the master closet and it was my garage and it was my car and it was the trunk of my car and it was underneath the seats and it was everywhere. And the physical clutter, like the physical stuff in my life was just evidence of all of the baggage 
the emotional, mental, energetic, spiritual baggage I was lugging around everywhere. Mm-hmm. And what it really was is I had been programmed. Like, I just didn't know any better. Everybody I knew carried around all their baggage. Yep. And so I thought I needed to carry around my baggage too. And then one day I woke up and I realized like, hey guys, this stuff is really heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to smell bad. And I just don't want to carry this around anymore. And so I did the scary thing of like opening the closet door. And you know what? It got a lot worse before it got better. Shit really hit the proverbial fan. Because there were just, there was stuff in there that I had collected dust and I didn't even know it had been packed away. I didn't know. I didn't know that like, whoa, whoa, newsflash. All of my major relationship patterns were created by my mom. I thought was God, but it turns out she's a narcissist. Hmm. Interesting. And I didn't know that the advice that she was giving me on my finances, because she's a financial advisor. Mm -hmm was opposite advice of what she'd be giving her clients. And I didn't realize how much I was giving her my power. And I'd call with a great idea and I'd be working on a project and I'd have stuff really rolling, but I'd mm-hmm. call. And then this person in my life would, you know, knock the wind out of my sails. I allowed it. That was my part. hmm But I didn't need, like, that was a pattern I wasn't even aware of that was totally wrecking my life in the worst ways possible. And I didn't know until I was willing to open the closet and deal with the fact that, yeah, there was, like, an avalanche of crap. But don't you feel like, and this is, I think, especially true for women, because I just wrote down this question. Don't you feel like women, we are trained to give our power away? You know, or, or I don't know if you grew up like me, but me, it's like, oh, don't worry about money. We got you. My parents said that. Or, oh, a guy will take care of you. A lot of women in the South hear that. But I think that's total effing bullshit. Because yeah. there are men that die every day and the wives know nothing about money. Yeah, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to come. So this is another conversation, but to come into union within yourself tap into your true empowered self. And by the way, your true empowered self is independent. Yep. And here's the, here's the beauty of being independent. You create the cake, you create the foundation yourself. You're, you're, you source your own happiness, your own security, your own well-being, your own finances, your own adventure, your own joy, your own orgasms. Mm-hmm. You provide all of that for yourself. And then anybody that comes along and adds to that and matches your energy on that, now you've got a relationship that's, that's something delicious. Anything less than that, and you're not giving yourself everything that you deserve and everything that you value. I so agree with you because the whole, I mean, yeah. I, you know, because of what I'm doing, I talked to women, you know, and part of my, st- I couldn't have an orgasm because mm-hmm. I was on antidepressant and on birth control. And so then I started to panic and I was like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. 
And so I talk about that. Do what? Why don't they talk about that? I know. So then I'm panicking. I'm like, oh, my God. am I like the only woman that isn't experiencing this? Yeah. Yeah. And I went to sex therapist and it was total bullshit. And then I went to my therapist and it was great. He kept telling me, like, calm down. You're fine. Well, you know, self-pleasure. He was trying to help me or whatever. Yeah. The 50-year-old yeah. dude. So I kept going, you don't know. <laughs> I'm like, come on. You don't own one of these. You know, <laughs> no, this, is like, this is confusing. <laughs> Seriously. So I got off everything. And, uh, yeah. and then I started, you know, figuring out my body. But I think that it all goes back to what you're saying about the fact that we are not taught this or really anything, really. We're not taught that we're like the, the purpose of the feminine energy. The purpose of the feminine is to have more pleasure than she can stand. So if you're looking for your purpose in life, I just gave it to you. I'm going to repeat it. What is your purpose here on planet earth? It is to have as much pleasure as possible. And pardon the language, but seriously, if it is not a fuck yes, it's a hell no. Mm. Yes, yes. Really? Okay, mm -hmm. Man, like that just changed my life. It was such a big thing. For a while, I didn't say yes to anything. And so I actually had to practice the muscle of like, yes, 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 yes. And I went to, I had a year of yes. Mm -hmm. I watched Yes Man, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Powerful, mm -hmm. powerful stuff here. But I watched Yes Man and I was like, whoa, this is why my life is so boring. I don't say yes to anything. Mm. <laughs> so I spent an entire year, I, I dated myself, I married myself, and I said yes. And those things changed my life. I went to 37 concerts. I hadn't been on a trip in a decade. I took 14 vacations in a year. I met more people than you can imagine. I built a business up to the top 4% of the company. Um, like when was this? 2014. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been on so many since I, I stopped counting, but it really like, it was a decision to actually look at my stuff. What, what's been in the way of me really living my life? Mm. And really what it was, was like, I kept waiting for someone outside of me to come and give me my life. Mm -hmm. And I've seen like varying levels of this. I just uncovered some more of it that I've been, I've been working through, but I was waiting for someone else to come and give me my life. Someone else to take me on that date to that awesome dinner and yeah. to that concert, you know, no, stop so if you didn't go on a date, you just went by yourself. I went by myself. Yeah. And you know what? Like, go prepared. Be aware. Yeah. Take care of yourself. But no, you don't need to wait on anybody. You can go live your life right here and right now. And really being willing to do that was what started to open up some doors and open up some things so I could truly step into my life. My life. Mm. Wow, you were just dropping gold here. Like, <laughs> I was like, hit the record button. And always, whatever needs to be said comes through. Yes. Well, that's yeah. the feminine too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's actually the masculine energy bringing the idea. She's just the void. Mm. She sets the tone though and the temperature. 
Okay. So it's really interesting. You have within you, every single person has a masculine and a feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And so when they started this war between the masculine and the feminine externally, everybody simultaneously went to war within themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, what a power play control manipulation thing from the top down. Let's cause everybody to be at war with themselves and to doubt these parts of themselves and to think that they're sinning and Come on, man. I know that is so weird. It was all marketing. It was all manipulation and it was all control tactics. And you know what? It's still at play. The difference is they've gotten better at marketing it. It's more hidden now and it's more covert. Say it like in what ways? Um, in the marketing and mm -hmm. the music in the fact that our food isn't real food in this country. Oh, and the yeah. fact that, you know, um, watch a TV show, look at how the dynamic plays out between the masculine and the feminine. We are literally breeding people to be sadistic drug addicted criminals. Look at like our video games. Or, like, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not in the collective consciousness no, so I don't I watch know. TV or video games. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. And with the, with all of the information that's coming in and all the research that we're doing for this technology company that I am mm -hmm. founding, it is mind blowing that, that this kind of consciousness even exists on the planet. And yet it does. Which kind? This insidious, manipulative, wants to pull you out of your own power um vein of consciousness that has existed for thousands of years so what happens is you're born mm -hmm. and you're an infinite being yes you're an infinite being but you're a spiritual being having a physical experience mm -hmm. and you happen to be born into one of the most weak helpless bodies in the animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. Like for real, we're really helpless. <laughs> yeah. And so you look to everybody outside of you for what you should do and for your sustenance and for your survival. And you do that through childhood. We actually take a while to be raised to a point where we're okay to take care of even the most basic things for ourselves. Mm. Mm -hmm. But there's never a, a time in your life where someone comes and flips that switch off. Yeah. And so we have grown ass adults that are still looking to everybody outside of themselves for what to do. And here's the problem. You do it automatically and unconsciously without thought. Mm. You don't even notice it. It's like, so just part of your surroundings. It's like the fish being in the fishbowl doesn't know the quality of its water mm -hmm. because it lives there. It's, it's been swimming in it. It's part of it. So you don't even know how much your, your past programming, all the stuff that you grew up with, all the media, all of the family, all of the, the past trauma, all the stuff, you don't even know how much it's affecting your present day life and your ability to create your business and to create the relationships that you want and the healthy body that you want and the orgasms that you want. Like all of that other stuff is what's affecting 
the root structure and the fruit of your life right now? Why are most people stuck? They're stuck in the lower chakras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't ever, because they're stuck in survival. Mm-hmm. It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's the most basic. If, if you keep people in fear, yep. and you keep them from feeling secure and safe, they don't ever get to ascend. You don't ever get to activate anything higher or any higher kind of consciousness. And you're, if you're stuck in those lower spaces, you're easy to manipulate. You're easy to control. You're easy to sell to. Yep. You're easy to prescribe meds to. And so where is it? It's everywhere. It's, it's this rampant, insidious, yeah, virus, for lack of a better word. And the antidote to it is also a virus. The antidote to the, the old programming is to wipe that out and install your programming, like who you really are. Mm-hmm. and run by that through what meditation time in nature um yeah time in nature and meditation definitely help you drop into your heart center mm-hmm. um really the process is diving into the depth of it so let me let me describe it this way or explain it this way a lot of what the new age spiritual community has done is They've taught you like thoughts become things. Yes. And I must be positive. And if I'm not positive, I'm creating that. Yeah, yeah. And so what do you do? Like a thought pops up that maybe is is bugging you. And you're like, <laughs> get out of here. Shh. I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot. I'm gonna think about something else. But that thought is still here. It's just like, suppressed. Yeah, it's just like nagging at you. And, and here's the problem when you suppress it. It's like chaining it up. It's like putting it in a cage and leaving it there. And we do that to human beings and they become more crazy than they were before we put them in there. And yet we think that like putting those emotions that we don't want to deal with or those thoughts that we don't want to face head on, if we just put those guys in cages, we'll be better for it. Right? Mm-hmm. But here's the problem with that. Now you've got all kinds of, of angry demons back here. That really, they, what they need is they need to be set free. They need to have room to go do what they do with no judgment from you, with just space from you. And they need to have room to, to meander about. And then it's kind of like they just want to be invited to the party. Yeah. They're not bad or wrong, even though you labeled them that because the people outside of you thought they were bad or wrong. Mm-hmm. Meaning like your, your grief, your anger, your sadness, your frustration are not bad or wrong. They just are. And if you would stop like stopping them and you would let yourself be with it, like, oh, hey, frustration, you're there again. How are ya? Come to the party and actually sit and be with the fact that, yeah, I have frustration right now. That's actually the faster way to get through something. That's actually the faster way to alchemize something Mm -hmm. than the avoidance nonsense that we've been doing. 
Mm, yeah, because in my past, I was a pro at avoiding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if you don't notice it, it doesn't exist, right? Yeah. If I don't speak about it, <laughs> duh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And yet here it is, though. You might not be talking about it openly, whatever it is, but here it is, though. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes the action to take, how do you bust through it? Well, sometimes the action to take is totally not something that this reality would say is a good thing. So for me, a few years back, to be really transparent, a few years back, my thing back here, I had a whole boatload of debt. And they just kept calling my phone all the time. And I had a car that they wouldn't fix, that needed a new transmission that wasn't worth what I owed, that I was in a class action law. Like it was a mess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was just a mess. And it was this, this, this all back here. And I was so, I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to face it. It was the big, bad, scary thing. And it ran my life. It affected my sales ability. It affected my self-esteem. It affected my relationships. It just wasn't fun. And then, I got up the courage to file bankruptcy, which is the big taboo thing that like wasn't allowed in my circle. Mm -hmm. I did it. And that was the thing that had me just turn and face the issue head on. And it was terrifying mm -hmm. and really easy. It was like a few pieces of paper <laughs> and a meeting and then it was gone. And all of this was set free and it was just, it's just gone. Those guys are now gone. <laughs> Motorcycles. Yeah. Wow. So it's really interesting. Usually the thing that is actually going to be the catalyst for you is the most uncomfortable thing that you could do. Okay. Why do I say that? Well, you have an old pattern in an old program, an old repetitive way of being, and that way of being has gotten you your results up until today. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. That's it. However, if you want different results, you have to change the pattern yep. of how you're being. And your old way of being, your old identity doesn't want to die. It's like it actually really loves who it is and it loves everything that it creates, even the like crap avalanche out of the closet. It loves that. Mm -hmm. It loves that. It loves the cobwebs underneath the couch and, you know, the mismatched socks. It loves it. But there's a part of you that like loves your life the way that it is and it doesn't want to die. But you want something different and you want this whole other life, you have to actually like acknowledge that old part of you and actually like let it come to the party. And, and then it's like, once it comes to the party, it, I think it realizes maybe it doesn't like you anymore and it leaves, but um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what happens. That's kind of the energy of it. Mm. 
it's this thing that you've been resisting for so long thinking it's a big deal but then you invite it to the party and you sit down with it on the couch and you get to know it and you ask it some questions and you really get to the bottom of hey why are you here yeah we even talked like what are you doing here and then she realizes this part of you that's been stuck there forever she realizes like oh man why am i here and then she has some space and some freedom to go about wherever she goes. I don't know. And then you have room to actually be you. Mm. It's really counterintuitive. Like the thing to change is really to not change. The thing to change is to like actually accept and allow yourself to be whatever it is that you're being right now. Your, your ego, your, um, your perfect self, like whoever you think that is, has an opinion about this darker stuff. But no matter how, like the, the reality is, is no matter how unique you are, you're really just not unique. Mm-hmm. We all have the same, the same stuff in the closet, really. We're all infinite beings. We're all capable of all things. Yeah. You know? So I don't, it, when you let yourself actually be all of who you are, whatever that is in the moment, that's where the magic begins to happen. Now, the problem is most people are still too programmed to even have any idea who they are or how to be with themselves. Hmm. That's why people can't be single. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big programming thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, because I'm currently single and I'm dealing with that at the current moment. How but then it? I'm also, it's actually not bad because I'm also dealing with the fact of, you know, for a while there, I had the programming. Well, I'm, I'm a relationship coach. Obviously, I need to have like this perfect relationship. Hello. That's, <laughs> that's bullshit. No one has that. <laughs> no one has that. Yeah. And so I let yeah. that go. Yeah. And I think that. It, it's all a sign and it's, it's me, you know, it, it's a sign to keep going within, going within to yeah. attract the person that I actually want to be with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. I think uh, people make commitments to the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People make commitments. Favorite. Yeah. People make commitments to people outside of themselves and the word commit, the dictionary definition of the word commit, not the new dictionary because they changed the words to mess with us, but the 1828 dictionary, the word commit means to hand your power over to. Mm, I don't like that. You wonder why like a lot of relationships fail. Well, because you're handing all of your power over to this person and they didn't ask for that. That's like an absurd amount of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it takes away all of your creative power and all of your creative force. But yet most people are committing to someone or something outside of themselves. So what I propose doing is flip it around and commit to yourself. Give your power to you, to yourself. And rather than look for someone to marry or someone to date, date yourself. Give yourself the exact kind of love that you would love to have someone else give you. 
So what did this look like for me? Uh, I bought myself a ring and I wrote myself some vows and we went on a bunch of vacations and we ate a bunch of good food and I would buy flowers for myself. When I would start my bath, I would tell me that I was beautiful and that I loved myself before I get in the bath. I, it means getting the coffee cup that I actually really love and making my coffee with love because it's different, right? It's different when you do it with love rather than routine. And I, I spent a year like that. And then I had a test. Remember I said that identity thing doesn't want to die? Mm, yep. Okay, so I had married myself and I was dating myself and it was awesome. And I felt that old programming, that old crappy pattern with men, Brooke, I felt her dying. Mm-hmm. It was like, dying. Give me a second. <laughs> and then what happened? And then she rallied back. Mm. And I started dating someone that I met on Facebook that was like the most crazy person I've ever known. Mm. All of the crazy I've ever had all rolled into one and all the crazy I've ever been all rolled into one. And it was a nightmare. Mm. But it set me free. The masculine is always responding to the feminine. The masculine is always reflecting back the state of the feminine. So if the feminine is caught in the fire swamp of trauma and drama, if she's lugging around all of this baggage, all of this past hurt, all of this emotional stuff, mm-hmm. all of her stuff, he cannot get close to her. He cannot provide for her what she's looking for. Now, this is an internal thing, but you see it in your relationships also. Mm -hmm. If she's in the swamp, he's just limited. He's not turned on by her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not not attractive. Mm -mm. Getting out of the swamp, though, choosing to step into your empowerment, choosing to step into your choice, choosing to look at what do I have in the closet and to begin to go through that and to clean that up. And to get clear on your energy, that's how the feminine comes on board. And Mm. then she can be this strong, energetic tone. And she sets the temperature for the energy. And then he shows up and provides his seed. Okay? He comes to her. She just sits and receives. But she's got to get her stuff out of the way so she's clear. So she's a clear channel. And then then the masculine can show up and provide. Now, the problem is we have this really messed up relationship between the masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. in society. And so we have a messed up relationship within the masculine and feminine within ourselves. And we just don't trust that the masculine is going to show up and provide. Yep. That's why Why? we become alpha females. Yep. Exactly. And why? Well, because they're basing their conception of the masculine energy off of the men they've had in their life. Which was like, you know, their dad, their brother, their uncle that hurt them. Mm-hmm. Their dad that's flawed and has his own crap, you know. Um, and you think that that's how the masculine operates, but it's not. So. Wow. I know. Um, I know. 
Well, then you see people too that I've noticed, and I've done this in my own life too that I've noticed. It's it's like you keep attracting the same type of person, different face. Yep. Yep. And so then same you become aware of whoa, face. because it's not about them. They are only reflecting back to you what you've got going on within you. So if you really want to cultivate a great relationship, you've got to get it right within you. And it, it's interesting. It's you know you can't separate relationship. It could be a romantic relationship, a professional mm-hmm. relationship, your business, your finances, your friends, your relationship with your body. They're all relationship. You've got to get it right with you first and then, and then something magical happens. I, I was thrown into the pit of hell with this dude. It was so bad. I like literally, he almost killed me. Um, I took it on. I chose it. I Mm -hmm. didn't say no. I see when I look back about 659 million red flags that I ignored Mm. and I didn't use my voice. I didn't set boundaries. I, I was a mess. That's my responsibility. I had to legally evict him and get a permanent restraining order. And my best friend at the time used her moving budget to get him out of my house. It was not a good thing to be caught up in. However, however, it, it was such a mess. I got into enough pain. It was like, where else do you go but to actually dig in and resolve what is really here? And what's really here is me. I'm the one that keeps showing up and I'm the one that has to get to work, right? Um, and I'd been working on myself. I just hadn't gone that last, hadn't gone the, the dive that I needed to to get myself to the point where I could attract the, the kind of man I was seeking. And then one day I had told my son, I suck at choosing men. <laughs> I want someone like you. I want someone funny and kind and generous. And we were hanging out with a teammate, a coworker, and we were good friends, but I thought it was just that. And my son said, Hey mom, He's the one. And it's been really fun. It's been um, not easy. Can I be honest? Like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness. He brings all of my stuff to the surface. He's always responding to me. He is my masculine counterpart and he mirrors to me exactly where I'm at. And sometimes what he shows me is like, gross. Sometimes I'm like, I'm grossed out with how, with what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. However, both of us are willing to dive into the deep end of that stuff and to get to the bottom of it and to work through our, our own respective stuffs and to come back together and to seek a, a solution and to communicate through it. And we've created something really magical as a result where we get to have open, direct communication and time to be ourselves and space to be ourselves and partnership and great sex and the other things that you hope to have from a relationship, right? But I really like, I had to be willing to own, I have a monster that lives within me. I have some really dark capabilities and tendencies. And when I'm not working on me, I've got some things that tend to pop up and rear their head. Mm -hmm. Now, 
those parts of me, I'm not judging them anymore. I acknowledge that they're there and they're just not congruent with who I would like to be in the world, who I would like to be with myself and who I'd like to be in my relationships. Now I know that they're there. I can actually do something with them before they were just here running the show from behind the scenes. And are you referring to the shadow side? Yeah. But isn't that yeah. something that everybody has to deal with? That whole... Everybody has to deal with it. Every single person. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because it's a thing that happens within yourself, but you're going to see all of it in all of your relationships. Mm -hmm. All of it gets mirrored back to you. Mm -hmm. wow. whoa <laughs> that was man we went really deep i loved it we did go really deep didn't mm -hmm. we what would you want people to take away from this conversation because i know we talked about a lot we did talk about a lot um what i would like people to take away from this conversation is that you are your own source of power you are your own source of well-being, of direction, of ideas. You have everything within you that you require and that you need. And you likely have some blind spots and some stuff in the closet that needs to get cleared out of the way. So find somebody that you like and that you trust. You, you like being in their energy. They feel like they're stretching you. Meaning it doesn't feel easy when you're around them. Mm -hmm. But it feels like there's some growth there. And then go work with that person because every single one of us at one point or another needs someone to help us see like, Hey, Hey, look over there. Okay. But yeah, you have it all within you and your wow. life is waiting. Wow. I love that. Um, I, I thought that was so, so was empowering. Fun. Yeah, that was great. Wow. Okay. So where can everybody find you? Yeah. Find me on Facebook, Facebook, you hear what I did there? That was funny. Find me on Facebook. I'm Brooke Mackey Jones. Um, I'm on YouTube as well. And blazebeyondbusiness.com. I have an up and coming website coming there as well. That's great. All right. I can put all your information below. Thank awesome. you so much for joining me. We'll definitely have to do this again. Absolutely. This is fun. Yes. All right. So y'all make Haley. sure to comment below and we will, I will talk with you later.